Thank you for listening to Inside the 435. Our show is supported by sponsors and our loyal audience. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced with Anchor. Here is why you should use Anchor to produce your podcast. It's free, no cost to you ever. There are creation tools built into Anchor allowing you to record, edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor takes the tedious and long process of distribution off of your to-do list. Your show will be automatically distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts for you. Everyone dreams of making a little bit of money from a podcast. This is made possible by Anchor. With no minimum listenership, you can be offered sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do not wait a second longer. Download the free Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to the morning show. This is episode number nine of Inside the 435. I'm your host, Jack Bowie. And sorry, I look really bad if you're watching the video broadcast. I yawned like right as the timer expired, so that wasn't good. Um, but today, this morning, we are going to be talking about um, some Biden cabinet picks. And that's what we're going to be doing the next three episodes. We're going to go 10 picks at a time. Or uh, seven picks at a time, sorry, because there's 21 that we're going to talk about. We're going to go seven picks at a time, um, plus talk about some other news. And today we're going to start with uh, by talking about the Secretary of Secretary of State pick, Secretary of Homeland Security, United Nations Ambassador, Director of National Intelligence, uh, Special Climate Envoy, Treasure, Treasury Secretary, Secretary, and Office of Budget and Management Director. And I will tell you their political party. Um, I'll tell you the the Republican and Democrat opinion, um, and then I'll give a 435 rating. And that rating is a, a letter grade based on um, how qualified they are, um, a number of factors, how qualified they are, um, the support that they have in Senate and Congress, um, their qualifications, um, what I think about them as well. So Biden's been making picks the past few days. Um, you know, he's had a record number of women, a record number of um, uh, people of color. And we're going to start with Ant- uh, Anthony. Anthony Blinken was uh, the former or the uh, he was the foreign policy advisor for the Biden campaign, uh, former deputy uh, secretary of state, former deputy um, national security advisor. And he served on the National Security Council during the Clinton administration. Um, he's kind of a moderate, but more of a Democrat than a Republican. Uh, the Republican opinion is pro Democrat opinion is pro and the 435 rating is an a, I think this is actually kind of a mediocre pick when it comes to qualifications. He's very qualified and there's really no problem there. Um, like there, we're going to have no problem. He'll have no problem getting things done. He'll have no problem knowing what to do. Um, overall, it's a good pick, you know, like when it comes to, uh, qualifications and somebody who's fit to be. Um, it's a good pick because he's got support of, of Democrats and he can get things done with Republicans. And personally, I like him. I think he's, um, uh, you know, for being a white male, like, you know, most uh, picks have been in the past. And this year there's, uh, you know, less than ever. Um, 
Very good pick. So 435 rating there is an A. Uh, we move on to the Secretary of Homeland Security. Uh, I'm going to try not to you know, butcher some of these names. Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, he's a Democrat. Um, Republican opinion is anti. Democrat opinion is pro. Uh, he was the former Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, former Director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, former U.S. Attorney for the Central District of California. Uh, the 435 rating here is a B plus, and um, I do want to emphasize Republicans uh, are down as anti because um, no Republicans voted in 2013 to confirm him as deputy secretary. Uh, he was he uh, I believe he was confirmed, but no Republicans voted to confirm him. So that kind of just confirms our belief that Republicans are against him. This has been given a B plus because of the things he's going to be able to do. Definitely qualified. You know, he was the. Uh, uh, former dec- you know, Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security. So uh, he knows what he's doing. And um, personally, I like him, but he also doesn't have the support of the Republicans. So that's why he will receive a B. Next, we have the United Nations Ambassador. Um, this pick was uh, Linda Thomas Greenfield. Uh, she is Democratic. Republican opinion is anti. Democratic opinion is pro. 435 rating is, again, a B+. She was the former ambassador to Liberia, former assistant secretary of state for African affairs. And the reason that Republicans are against her is just because she's a far-left African-American. And, you know, far-right or, you know, Republicans tend to not agree with far-left African-Americans, not on the basis of race, but on the basis of uh, policy and political opinion. Um, Qualified? Probably she was a former ambassador to uh, Liberia. Uh, she's had no controversy in her life, really. Um, so I think it's a good pick. Only a B plus because she um, doesn't have Republican support. But other than that, we're looking in a good... Uh, I think the first three picks we've gone through, very good spot. And I like all of them. Next is uh, the Director of National Intelligence. Uh Avril Haines was picked, Biden's campaign national security advisor, former deputy national security advisor. Uh, Republicans, semi-anti, Democrats, semi-anti. Semi-anti from the Democrats because she faced criticism for his role, for her role in um, Obama's drone strikes uh, to target terrorists, which also killed um, a large number of civilians and was, you know, know, generally looked at as not a good thing. 435 ratings is C-plus because she doesn't have full support of Democratic or Republican Party. Which could cause problems because it, it definitely helps if you have support of an entire party, which she doesn't, and the support of the Republican Party, which is not even her party. Um, so she'll be able to get things done. I think she's qualified for the for the position. Um, you know, former deputy deputy national security advisor, qualified for the position probably. Uh, is she going to fit in the position? That's I guess we will see. But yeah, there's a C plus there. Next, we move on to the special climate envoy, uh, John Kerry, former Secretary of State, former Massachusetts Senator, and former Democratic presidential nominee. Uh, he's Democratic, Republicans, semi-anti, uh, and uh, Democrats are pro. Uh, the 435 rating here is an A+. Uh, he worked alongside progressives such as uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on climate change. Task. He knows what he's doing when it comes to climate change, um, believes in climate change, unlike you know, a certain administration that is going to be leaving office soon. 
And uh, generally, I very much like him. Republicans have no reason to dislike him. Um, I think, you know, other than the fact that he was a former Democratic presidential nominee. But when we look into people like this, you know, I I found to dislike him. I found no reason to believe he wasn't qualified. Um, So that'll get a 435 rating of an A plus pick. Next, we move on to the Treasury Secretary. Uh, This pick was Janet Yellen, former chair of the Federal Reserve, former director of the National Economic Council. Uh, Democratic Republican opinion is pro. Democratic opinion is pro. And the 435 rating here is an A+, loved by Democrats, respected by Republicans. Majority support is only adding to her grade. She probably would have been a uh, A minus, maybe, if it weren't for um, if it weren't for her uh, support. Um, qualifications, I'm not doubting her, her ability, but I am doubting some of the uh, it's not an extreme list. Former chair, Federal Reserve, former director of National Economic Council, and I don't know her history in the um, National Economic Council, but that is a good position to hold if you're going to be Treasury Secretary. So, uh, you know, do your own research on that one. Um, I just didn't have time to do my own research and really look into her, but uh, she has uh, majority support and uh, very well respected. So, that'll get an A plus, possibly an A plus plus. And finally, for today, we have the Office of Budget and Ma- Management Director, Nita Tandon, uh, president for the Center of American Progress, former uh, uh, senior advisor to the Secretary-, Secretary of Health and Human Services. Democratic opinion is, or she's a Democrat, Republican opinion is anti, uh, Democrat opi- Democratic opinion is pro. 435 rating, she'll get a B. Uh, the reason Republicans are against her, and even some Democrats are against her, is because And you're going to think this is funny. Uh, They dislike her. This is a quote. They dislike her use of Twitter to combat Republicans, which is really funny um, because they are against a politician who's using Twitter um, in a combative manner. Um, And this is Republicans we're talking about, uh, Republicans who support President Trump, who uh, spends hours a day using Twitter to combat Republicans. other politicians and other people for absolutely no reason, only creating drama and not helping him at all. So it's very funny that they're against her for um, using Twitter to combat Republicans, um, in quotes. So that is all we have for the picks. Um, overall grade, I've looked at all the picks, um, not just the ones we discussed today. I've looked at them all. And my overall opinion right now is probably a B plus or an A minus. Um, Picks are very good. Qualifications are very good. Um, a lot of people of color, a lot of, uh, you know, far left progressives, um, you know, a lot of women, but also a lot of support from the Republican Party in many in many scenarios and a lot of support from the Democratic Party in many scenarios. So when it comes to getting things done and, um, you know, getting people to agree on things, you know, because that's all politics is, it's getting people to agree on things. Um we're going to get a very good spot with these picks. So, you know, that I might even, you know, give his picks only that we've looked at, you know, an A. Um, but there are some picks that I dislike, and, you know, we'll talk about those later. But some more news. Elon Musk has confirmed that he's moved to Texas. Can we blame him? And this is a political issue, no, but, you know, the, the purpose of the podcast is to educate people on news that they otherwise would not be aware of. So Elon Musk has confirmed that he's moved to, has moved to Texas, um, and Tesla announced plans to sell five billion dollars of stock. Um, and he's leaving Cal- California because of business concerns that you can't blame him for. Um, 
California has become very difficult to uh, run a business in, you know, with uh, laws, taxes, things like that. Uh, but he is officially moving to Texas, so he is officially a Texas resident. Um, and he, he, he claimed, in quotes, that the Bay Area has too much influence, which is a very logical um, scenario. And, you know, I've, I've, the only reason I'm, I'm talking about this is because somebody asked about it. Um, and it's not really politics, but, you know, I figured I might as well answer the question. And I think that if he's going to, you know, moving to Texas, like, he's very, he's extremely rich, but the company is going to prevail when, you know, they move to Texas. If you look at their stock, um, they haven't sold that $5 billion yet. But if you look at their, uh, the charts, things are looking good for them now. So, uh, Trump, um, has been uh, fighting legal concerns for a couple of months now, or probably almost a month now. And um, it's gone nowhere. So he's, um, you know, he went to the Supreme Court and um, his his whole message, and this is a quote from CNN, is uh, millions of votes cast by their fellow Americans are worthless. Um, that's not a quote from him. That's a quote from CNN. That's their uh, their opinion um, with, you know, what he's saying. And they've tried to throw out a bunch of votes. All right. The vo- they're trying to throw out a bunch of legal votes. Um, and now they're, they're also trying to change the census and uh, throw out a bunch of, um, uh, you know, um, like, you know, census reports um, for undocumented immigrants. And undocumented immigrants tend to lean democratic. And and what the census does is is it decides how many states get, you know, like the states that get, you know, more electoral votes or less electoral votes throughout the year. So the fact that he's trying to change the census is not a good situation. Um, And it's it's probably not going to work. And people have talked about how the Supreme Court, they've said, that Trump's going to take to the Supreme Court. We're going to prevail. Trump's going to win. The Supreme Court's going to side with him. You know, we've got a majority. But they were never going to do that. That that doesn't even like um, one. It's not even in their right. They can't hand Trump in a um, and they were never going to. Um, we never had any concerns. Actual, you know, educated Democrats were never concerned about uh, the Supreme Court handing this election to Trump. It doesn't even make sense. Like. That's not even a logical solution. Um, it, it, the Supreme Court has rules. They can't just say something. Um, one, a case has to come before them, which we knew it would because Trump was going to say something. Two, they had to agree to act on the case, which they were going to because it's you know a national issue, you know a, a big federal issue. And three, this is nothing like Bush v. Gore. This is nothing like that election at all. Election, um, the Supreme Court never handed the election to anybody. They never said Bush wins. Um, what happened was they said they had to stop doing recounts because it was a waste of time. It was an attack on democracy, and they could not just continue recounting because if you recount somewhere, you have to recount everywhere. what they said. So they never handed anyone the election. They ended recounts, and they gave the elect- that um, state of Florida to whoever was winning at the time. And the media also really never called the election for Gore. Like, that really never happened. Um, and this is a completely... Because Biden's been winning the entire time. It never came down to one state. It's never been that close. This is not a close election. This was a landslide. This election had the same result as Trump v. Clinton. 
And that was pretty much a landslide. And she conceded the night of. Um, you can't blame Trump for not conceding the night of because night of. So you, but you can blame him for still not conceding even the final state certified their votes to hand Biden the election. You know, and we have a new president elect. Um, but pretty much in the uh, case, all we're waiting for um, is for the Electoral College to meet. The Electoral College is planning on meeting um, on, I think it's the 14th. Yes. The Electoral College is planning on voting on December 14th, so we have uh, five days until Trump will officially uh, and will officially become the 46th president of the United States. And this isn't a big situation that everybody needs to be like, you know, all worried about looking, you know, be ready for because um, nothing's going to change. Uh, we know that Biden will win. So it's not a big day. I've, it's going to be a big day because, you know, people are going to celebrate. People are probably going to party in the wherever. Um, but that's just because, you know, they know it's finally over. Um, but yeah, there is no way that he can win. Um, the, uh, the, the election uh, attacked over and over. It has been called a fraud. Trump has claimed that the American people are a fraud for voting and counting votes. Um, he has claimed that our election system is a fraud, the same election system that brought him an election in 2016, the same election system that is the reason he is in office today. And um, he claims that uh, they are the silent majority which is not true at all. One, they're not silent, and they're not the majority. They're actually majority by about 5 million people. So um, I think they're, they're actually the loud minority. Um, and you know, he, he claimed that they were going to see this big push, this silent majority come forward and hand him this election, which we never we, we knew he wouldn't win popular vote. That wasn't even, you know, we weren't even considering that. The, the question was how much would he win it by? How much, or how much would Biden win the popular vote by? wouldn't win it we knew we couldn't um and that's the thing about elections when people when we vote for people uh we use electoral college okay and trump won he lost by actually three million so basically what that happened what happened there is uh trump's president but he has doesn't have majority support of the united states which means his approval rating would never be high all right, he was never going to have a, uh, an approval rating like somebody who won the popular vote. All right, but I didn't want the popular vote by five million votes, so he will have a higher approval approval rating throughout the year because approval rating doesn't consider states. Approval rating is just that popular vote number, basically. So Biden will have a pop a higher approval rating than President Trump, and it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to do a better. It doesn't necessarily mean job as president. It's going to happen, um, in my opinion. Um. I, I have 100% faith in I4, and I'll say it again. Biden will do a better job as president of the United States than president. I thought that. Um, and whether you're going to look at the numbers, you know, the economy numbers, and say, oh, well, that didn't happen. Biden's getting a tanked economy. Biden, the economy coming into Biden is absolutely terrible. Okay, be, not 100% Trump's fault. You know, obviously, it's, you know, we have this coronavirus. But Biden is going to have a terrible economy coming his way. Okay, and it's, and and people say that Obama handed Trump it, which which is not true. If you have ever looked at a graph, you will know that that is not true. No, economy was handed to uh, uh, Trump. Trump actually got a very strong economy, and he uh, 
you know, just continued the trend that tr- Obama would have continued. They look at their numbers. Um, and you're, if you're looking at the, the you know, highest um, GDP, okay, Trump has the, had the highest, okay, and he had the lowest unemployment. But if you look jump from the uh, GDP from the start of Obama's term to the end of his first term and the start of Trump's term to the end of his first term, Obama actually jumped higher. So no, Trump did not have the best economy. Oh, well, I mean, technically he did, but he did not um, create the best economy. That's just not what happened. That's not the fact of the case. Um, and, you know, you can say whatever you want about him um, saying, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, but, but the fact he did not create the highest economy um, that was handed to him by Obama. And he just continued that trend, which is not an impressive feat by any means. That's what every president does when they, uh, you know, come into presidency. And one of the hardest things I've ever had to listen to was Trump's uh, State of the Union address. That one's one of the most uh, that that was like the speech from like when they win a Super Bowl. Okay, it was the most cocky, and um, actually, I think that's unfair to the Steelers. That was the most cocky and unfair um, thing I ever heard. He things he could not possibly have been responsible for. Most the the point of the to address the the people states and tell them where we are at as a nation and that's not what he did he brought up one stat you know his his black unemployment he his just overall unemployment his gdp he milked all of those the entire night and bragged about it and he bragged about he you know he brought in um you know hilbert military vet who liked him it was a terrible state of the union and i understand that that's kind of what it's for it's for telling the people what we've done good and you know the, the the backside of that is always I'm the president. It's, I did that, but that really is not the facts of what happened. Um, you know, Trump can't take continue taking credit for things. If he wants to take credit for everything, then he can take credit for his coronavirus response. All right, he can't pick and choose what what's his fault and what's not. Um, well, you know, in a way he can, but he cannot pick and choose things like that. He can't say that the uh, the black unemployment is uh, you know my my doing and i'm the least racist president since possibly abraham lincoln he cannot say that and then say um me not doing anything about the coronavirus and calling it a hoax and not listening to science is not my fault and that's just you know how it is so he's taking something that isn't his fault and making it his fault and something that is his fault and not making it his fault and you know he um you know trump when or biden obama obama when something bad happened he came out and point blank said you know, he said the words, I'm taking full responsibility. Okay, Trump has something happens and it's his fault or it's not his fault. And he comes out and goes, I'm not responsible at all. I'm not taking any responsibility for something that really is his fault. And when Obama takes responsibility for, you know, some of the things Obama's came out and said, ah, responsibility, some of it is out of his control and some of it was his fault. So it's good that he, you know, said something. Trump is not that person. Trump is not that president. Trump will never, ever do that the um and you know we're not talking about like you know policy because policy is 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 objective policy is you know an opinion and you can't take that from somebody what you can take from somebody is their behavior and trump did not lose this election and you know at this point i can finally say trump lost the election you know i've said it before but like 
now at this point, you know, with California certifying votes, it's over. Trump cannot, you know, you, you can't base it, base it on policy, but Trump, you can't look at and say that that was a respectable president. You can look at him and say that he was a intelligent president, if you would like. You can look that he ran the country well. But you cannot look at Trump and say, without lying to yourself, that he was a respectable and um, professional president. He was chill. Um, we've seen one major speech. One major speech, and it was on victory night from uh, Biden. And I know people because I've talked to people who have said that they very much dislike Biden. And then they heard that speech and they they said, I have not heard professionalism from a U.S. president in four years. And it's, it's very sad that our president has given hundreds of speeches and Biden gives one speech and it makes terrible. Okay, but Trump makes Biden look awesome. And Biden is not a perfect candidate, but Trump makes Biden look perfect. And that is why he's no longer going to be the president of the United States. That's why Obama, or Biden will be the uh, 46th president of the United States. And that is why he's halfway, um, he's nearly finished with his cabinet. And we will continue to talk about that. Um, but yeah, so I decided to do a second day of this morning format starting at like 8.15 to 8.30. Today we started at 8.30. Um, let me know what you think of it. I'm not sure what I think yet. I I. Or I like to wake up and, you know, the night before I kind of prep and then I wake up, you know, watch the news, you know, and I'm ready. But then I, you know, start class later in like a half hour. I like the format more. If you guys like the format more, uh, please let me know. And if I don't have any questions, then this is going to be the end of the show. Uh, thank you very much for watching episode number nine of Inside the 435. If you are the video uh, or live um, audience. Um you know, let me know what you think in the comments or whatever. And if you were on Spotify, uh, be sure to leave a review because um, it very much helps me. Or on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. That very much helps me. Thank you very much for watching. And I hope to see you in episode number 10. Have a nice